All right, well, good evening, everyone. How's everybody? All right, so we're, we're, we're going to hit a, a new series. Uh, obviously, the title is there, uh, Kingdom Leaders. And uh, it's, it's kind of good for us for the next uh, phase of what God is setting up for the church. Um, and we, uh, so this, 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 this will help, this will Obviously, it's going to help us as a, a heirs family. It's definitely going to help your individual lives, but it's going to help you at work. It's going to help you as parents. I'm sorry. It's going to help us at work. It's going to help us as parents uh, in every aspect of what we do because a lot of times we like being in leadership roles. And, and now some people, some people say they want to be behind the scenes. So that's a, I don't want to deal with the responsibility of leadership. But some of those same people can try to, let's say, be a silent partner in leading. So they're controlling still. They're just not dealing with the heat of the decision. So if I was behind the scenes trying to control Pastor Mel, she would be dealing with the results of the the decision she's making but I'll be behind the scenes working the controls now some people intentionally are silent partners in leadership but some people are subtle in it you know they're so, so you know as as the church grows as pastors people jockey for position they try to have your ear so they'll have your ear and they'll make uh congestions or a lot of suggestions and they'll flood you with suggestions most of the time when you're busy and 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 the purpose of the and the purpose of them sorry about snapping at you um uh so the purpose of them is flooding you catching you while you're busy uh is the same reason why children do it children try to catch you while you're busy flood you with information so you don't have time to process it you know so then you'll end up reacting and making decisions. So that person's in control, and they're, they're, they're pretty much trying to get what they want done. So they want to be a leader, but they don't want to have the responsibility, right? And so, you know, as we grow as, as leaders, you know, we work to, and we don't always do it well because it's a lot going on. You have a pioneer church. So sometimes people can catch us. They can have our ear. They can get us at a certain momentum. But the Holy Spirit always helps us to uh, adjust ourselves, redirect, and do what's best. As leaders, you'll, what you'll find out is the toughest thing for a leader is making crucial and unpopular decisions. Um, crucial and unpopular decisions. Now, that's something I've, the Lord, the Holy Spirit had have, have me coined for a long time. Um, because I think in your life you have somewhere between 7 to 15 crucial and unpopular decisions. Now, some people haven't made the first one yet. And sometimes, and the, the crucial, it's crucial because it's a lot on the line. It's unpopular because it might not be, everybody might not agree, might not go with the flow. It can interrupt false peace. You know, when, when things, you know how you, in a moment, everybody feeling good, and you recognize something you have to say or do, and it's going to, some people going to be uncomfortable, but it's the best thing to do. Well, a lot of us avoid that, you know, but a, but a solid leader can't avoid that. That's the because it, it could you have to do what's best for the person. So I give a few examples here. Um, 
so I, I was coaching a team. It was a traveling team in um, in uh, state of, uh, the state of the state of state of New York State, and so I was working in, with uh, juveniles. But I had a team that traveled throughout that area, and I had one of the top players in the entire area. And so, so we had a rule: you come to practice, you 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 could play. If you don't come to practice, you're not on the team anymore. And so they had a skating trip. So this is young man goes on a skating trip. Next day he shows up for practice. I looked at him. I said, what are you doing here? He says, well, uh, I came for practice. I said, were you at practice yesterday? He said, no. I said, well, you're not on the team. So he says, oh, come on, Brad. I figured you let me go, Mr. Bradley, you know. I mean, we had this skating trip. But he knew he was the best player on the team. And what I said to him was I said, you know what, as much as I want you on this team, your life is more important than this team. So it's going to cost you for our team, but it might save you for a more crucial situation down the line. So I had to do what was best, but at my expense. Uh, I had to, we've had to do that here at the church. We've had to make decisions where, where people, we had great relationships, flowing with, we had to allow to be either released or purged, or we have to shift and purge not because we don't need people or not because we didn't need them it was it, it was it was becoming cancerous so we had to make the tough call yes you have to make tough decisions and that's uh i've had to fire people and on quite a few positions i was in where i had to let them go one person i was real close with we used, we used to ball together he's a phenomenal basketball player he didn't do his job right and this is what the, the administration said they, they didn't tell me what to do. They said, so what are you going to do here? But I already knew. The Holy Spirit told me. They, they were testing me. I just took over the position as a manager. Right? What are you going to do here? I said, well, according, this is our answer. I said, well, according to all of our rules and our bylaws, this person, this warrants ter termination. So the person, now, now, of course, the person's like, oh, so you're going to play me like that? I didn't play you. So I have to do what's best. And I shared this with my son uh, earlier last year. I said, son, you know your dad. I love you. I've been doing a whole lot to make sure we support you and take care of you. But you know your dad. I'm going to do what's best. You know, he had to leave our house twice, right? <laughs> but, but, but she'll take. Now, one time was I, I wasn't going off. I wasn't tripping. I had to do what's best for his life. And I told her a long time ago, I, you know, you can't help a person's situation at the expense of their lives. And so leadership is, is, is very interesting. Um, and when you check out biblical leadership, some people think bi biblical leadership is a lot more kinder. But see, you haven't read the Bible and you haven't been trained as a biblical leader. Is not mean either. See, so if I say, well, if it's not kind, it must be mean. No, it's not mean. Biblical leadership does what's best. Because biblical leadership is fueled by obedience, not by circumstances. Biblical leadership is fueled by obedience, not by circumstances. Biblical leadership is fueled by obedience, not by circumstances. Let's get into a couple of uh, uh, scriptures, as they say, right? So, uh, uh, Jeremiah 1.5 It says uh, Before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee 
Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee, set thee apart, and I ordain thee a prophet unto the nations. Now, a prophet here is a person, a vessel that God is using that he's going to speak his direction and his word through. I know, uh, who was it? Uh, it was uh, Patanza had, I know the plans that I have for you. Uh, saw, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 on her shirt. So God has plans for us. And he has a particular direction. So he knew you before you was in your mother's womb. So he had a specific purpose for your life. And so what he what he says, so if he sets up sets you apart for something, he wants to use your vessel to infuse his will and his plan. We're part of his plan in this earth realm, right? And so 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 if you think about it, if you're a prophet, you're gonna be a leader. Because if God is speaking through you, people are gonna, you know, way beyond E.F. Hutton, right? People are gonna Okay, wait a minute. What does that person have to say? If it's God. Now, let's go over here to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. This teaching will get you to, uh, it will elevate you or you'll stumble and fall. The goal is to elevate you, right? This is to make sure, because a lot of times, I don't understand why this is not happening. Well, you'll find out through this teaching. All right? Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 18. This is, this is all powerful. 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the spiritual gifts. After spiritual gifts, it talks about how we are different members. We have all different parts uh, to play here. But here, verse 18, it says, But now has God set the members, what is that word? Every one of them? So God, it says, but now God has set the members, every one of them in the body, the body of Christ, as it what? Pleased him. Not as it pleased Pastor Keith, Pastor Mel, your cousin, your daddy, your mama. It has nothing to do with that. As it pleases him. So let's say God, let's say this is actually happening. God planted, pioneer planted the church, Ayers Christian Center Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, so now God says, what I need to do is I'm going to plant it. I'm going to grab some leaders, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to build up the body. But I'm going to set the members in the body as it pleases me. I'm going to elevate them. I'm going to promote them as it pleases me. Now, the leader's going to have to be obedient to that, right? So not as it pleases the person, not because, you know, I've been waiting a long time. It has nothing to do with proximity or longevity. That's the challenge. We actually think leadership is arrived through proximity and longevity. But these chairs has been sitting in here for the longest. And they're going to be at the same level that they've been at when they first was put in here. They have no more levels. Of, so it's not just uh, being present. And it's definitely not just how long you've been present. It's how much you've absorbed and how you apply what you absorb is what determines your promotion. You could be on the team for, for 10 years and still be riding the bench. But you figure, I've been here longer than everybody else. You know, no, 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 no. You're still going to be riding the benches because you still ain't got it yet. And, and, and the reason why a lot of people don't get it, let's go back to Sunday's teaching on unraveling or unshakable. And we talked about being unraveling. We said that tapestry is woven in. Well, the thing is, p silent leaders uh, are embracing all the layers of learning. Now, now, embracing looks like what? It doesn't look like they, they, they just hear all layers, but they're really engrafted in. They're really soaking up. They're studying. They're meditating. 
They're researching. They're listening to tapes and videos. Why? Because they're a part of the tapestry. They're trying to be woven in, right? Not just the things that's comfortable for them, right? Now, a person that's not a part of the tapestry, they're skipping some of those layers. So they're not woven in, right? It's a, it's a piece of thread that's kind of just laying on the top of the garment because it, it's, it's, it hasn't gone in and out and, and been woven through. So when shaking comes, it's going to be easily unraveled, right? Because it hasn't been woven in because it doesn't think it needs it. So it's skipped all, all, all that it really needs. And it's normally the first to be offended because it feels because of my proximity, because of my longevity, then I should have more value. So uh, I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip. I'll be skipping stuff. I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip. Right? So let's go to Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5. I'm supposed to take my time with this so we can get it all. And now, now, now I'm going to be referencing a book uh, through this first part to set the foundation, uh, 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 The Making of a Leader by Frank Damasio. I, I think I gave it to someone. I gave it to you, right? Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I'm going to say this respectful. I'm, I'm saying this respectful, but I, but, I, but I want everybody to hear it. And, 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 and a, good, a good person that wants to be a leader wouldn't put a leader in a position where I got to keep preferencing, but but hopefully we'll grow to that. But I'm a preference for this particular case, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a preference. Okay, respectfully. I'm saying this respectfully. You know, I'm doing all this preferencing, right? This is like wasting all this time, right? I don't care if you read it. I'm saying something, so hold that. Write that, write that down, what Pastor said, and ask me, Pastor, why did you say you don't care if I read it at the end? Well, I ain't asking that. See, see? A good follower that wants to be a leader would just follow the instructions. Okay? All right? I'm not saying that to put you down. No, I got to preference that. All right? All right, so that's going to be a good question at the end, Minister Lamar. So Hebrews 5, right? And let's see verse 1. All right, now, now here it's, it's, it's talking about the highest level of leadership in, 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 in our ministry community here it says for every high priest taken from among what men right is ordained for men in things what pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins remember at the tabernacle they did that for one night with a king who can have compassion look, look now this, the reason why they're taken from men is for a reason because they can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way. It says, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. So that person that came from men understands, hey, I wasn't too far away from where they had. <laughs> so, 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 so I'm not going, what's wrong with you? Or I don't see myself above you. I'm just privileged to serve you. I don't see myself above you. I'm privileged to serve you. Why? Because I wasn't too long in your same position. Make sense? Right? It says, and by reason hereof, he ought as for the people, so also for himself to offer for sins. So he actually has to, just because he's in a, a particular office of leadership, doesn't exempt him from the very things that the people that he's serving has to do. 
Like, as leaders, we're not exempt from studying, from reading, uh, getting the layer learning. Uh, we got to get the layer learning, too. We don't go while we've arrived, right? We're constantly getting layer learning. Guess what? We're not, oh, this is go, Jesus Christ. We're listening to CDs. We're listening to your teachings. You guys saw me here. I took notes. I actually referenced some of the stuff I got from you guys teaching. Do it all the time. You know I listened because you hear what you've said. Oh, my God. You know I listened. Why? Not because I told you. I, 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 Sabrina, I heard you teaching. No, 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 no. You know I was listening. Why? Right. Because you hear what you said. Right? See, that's, that's the difference, right? That was good, Holy Spirit. Thank you for that one. All right, so number four, and, and no man taketh this honor. Uh, whoa, 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 what? what does it say? And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God as was Aaron. Right? No man taketh this honor to himself. I, listen, I was not, I was ordained and licensed to do what I do. I didn't do it. Like, like I, I didn't, you know, uh, it wasn't just because I went to school. I went to two schools. I wasn't ordained because I went to school. Like, I, I taught. I was the dean over a school. I told the students, just because you went to go through the school, that don't mean you're going to be ordained. But a lot of them was waiting for the, for the school to be over so they could be ordained. I said, listen, you can have the money and get to the school. You don't have to be called to go to school. Everybody know that, right? Do you know? I'm telling you. You don't have to be called to go to school. You just need the ducats. If you're called, you should go to school, but it doesn't mean you, you need to be called to go to school. You just need the ducats. You just need the money. All right? That makes sense, right? All right, so, so, so I told the students, I said, no, 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 no. no. There's a whole other level process for you to be ordained, right? And it's something that we need to realize. All right, so, so it says... Uh, because you don't take this honor to yourself. And then verse 5, it says, So also Christ glorified not himself. So Christ, all, look, look, Christ also glorified not himself to be made a high and high priest. But he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he said in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So even Christ didn't put himself in position. He was, he was put in position by God. Right? All right, good. All right, so so uh, I want to reference some stuff from the book, The Making of a Leader by Frank DiMazio. I'll mention it again. Um, not an easy read, but if you're trying to grow as a leader, you're not looking for an easy read. You're actually trying to stretch yourself, right? Uh, so here's a couple of thoughts here. The problem, the problem is that in our day, there are many individuals who desire to be leaders and teachers who are self-appointed and who have not been perfectly or fully trained. Since the advent of the internet, such people now have easily accessible pulpit platforms, right, from which to influence others. Sadly, they are like the blind hypocrites in Jesus' parable leading many astray and causing many to stumble and to fall into spiritual dishes of false doctrines and errant teachings. Just because someone has a website, a YouTube channel, published a book, spoken in a conference, published a book, spoken in a conference, has academic credentials, or been uh, on radio or television, doesn't mean they have been perfectly equipped or fully trained for the position of Bible teacher or spiritual leader. 
in the body of Christ. But we think because we do these things, it approves us. But you can do those things and still be an idiot. That, that, that probably wasn't nice. But well, it's true. But it's true. It's true. Whether it's nice or not. You could do all these things and still not. Be, God didn't necessarily have to send you to do that. Look at all the people that's caused people to fall. Look at all the people that's, that was had a pulpit. Thousands of people coming into the church. And they was messing around doing things that were uh, sexually immoral. And uh, the question was asked this week. Uh, though we had some people in town. The question was asked, how, wh- how can somebody stand behind God's pulpit and be that deceptive? And that lady over there says, because they never really believed. Right? Okay, all right, so let's just keep that in mind. We'll get into that later. Um, we may not always know what a person's background or qualifications are. So people show up, they may show up with uh, degrees, credentials, uh, having been a part of uh, whatever leadership or ministries or own businesses. You know, again, I mean, that's just the reality of life. And, and to be honest, you don't know none of these people. If somebody tells you what they have done, all you know is what they told you, right? You weren't there. Right, so people when they show up with these background qualifications, but this, see, we may not always have all that the background qualifications. We may not have been there, but the spiritual fruit they produce, whether good or bad, can be an excellent indicator of what type of spiritual tree they are. The scripture says you know them by their fruit, what they produce, what they're producing now, not what they tell you they've done. Right? It's what they're producing. Listen, I can show up at a team and say, yeah, I used to play for such and such. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 I used to ball. Man, nobody care? Let me see what you can Get out here. Let me see what you can do. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I won't say his name. So it's a young man, played in the league, uh, so, someone that's allowed me to mentor him. And so he was released by a team, and another team wanted to pick him up but the other team said well we're gonna need you to work out so this person says you already know what I can do I already roll with you he never went to the workout I said I wish you would have called me you should have went to the workout I said you see what I'm saying why see they knew him they wanted him and still he had to work out but some of us we think we're above that in, in different areas, you take on a new job. Dude, you see my credentials? Yeah, I see your credentials, but I wasn't there. That, it has no effect on me now. So, so, so you know them by their fruit, right? Listen, the fruit pr- proves the root. The fruit proves the root. Not what you say, what you are. Listen, the fruit proves the root. It's not what you say. It's what you are. That's the key. Everybody, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Right? Is what the scripture says. So those who sense a divine calling on their lives to teach or to lead God's people or or any level of leadership need to first be discipled and raised up by older, sometimes older and mature, wise spiritual leaders. Not just 
older people. The, 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 the old prophet is the one that led the young prophet astray. And the only reason he listened because he was older. This, this says wise, mature, that's showing the fruit of spiritual leaders who have a proven track of good spiritual fruit. This is the biblical way. Not, not someone just because they're at a certain age or a certain longevity. No, they're showing spiritual fruit. That's who you follow. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, that's the, only pe that's the only person people are following. Even the people that are not don't know everything I just said, people innately follow good fruit. They don't even know why. Pick on your job. There's certain leaders you love because of their fruit. You don't even know why. You just know, man, I can roll with this guy. Man, oh, man, I learned so much with this guy. I love being around this guy. There's certain leaders you're like, oh, my God, if they move me to another department, I'd be so happy. Man, if I could just, you see these kids now, and they got this, new, this thing now, people transferring schools. Like, they transfer school. Like, they, they, it ain't never been like this. Like somebody get a scholarship, go to the school. Back in the day, you stuck. <laughs> you know, unless you get a major injury or something like that. Now it's like, oh, no. I didn't know. Whoa, 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 no. I didn't know it was like this. Yo, hey, let me out of here. And now they're letting them out. <laughs> right? Why? Because they're going, man, I, I can't be around this guy. This guy's crazy. You understand what I'm saying? So, so it's 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 it, it it's it's important for us to recognize uh, the source of one's authority matters very much in the body of Christ. In our culture, almost anybody can print business cards claiming any title they want, and no one seems to care. The key key to that statement is the source of of authority matters. The source of authority. Where, where's the source of your authority? I, I, and I'm going to explain that further because sometimes it's not God itself, right? Uh, what made a teacher was not just that he taught false doctrine, but that he had been falsely appointed. That's what makes a false teacher when they're falsely appointed. It ain't just false doctrine, which means the man can be teaching the truth and still stand condemned because he has assumed the duties without authorization. When, when police find a man who has been intimidating the police officer, he goes instantly to jail, regardless of the quality of his policing. He could be doing a great job. You're impersonating the officer. You, that means... What's, who's the source of your authority? You. You're going to jail. You go, no, 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 but I did a good job, man. Like, you know, hey, traffic was going smooth. You know, I, I, the guys that were speeding, I arrested them and gave them tickets the right way. Yeah, but you don't have no authority. You're going to jail. You're going to jail because you took on authority that you wasn't approved for. Right? You skipped the process. Right? So likewise, a man who in, uh, uh, intimidates or, or, I'm sorry, uh, imitates a teacher sent from God, regardless of the quality of his teaching, is a false teacher. Regardless of the quality of his teaching, he's a false teacher. And see, this is the thing. You, you, you just got to watch it because where's the source of your authority? If it's God, more, more than likely people are going to submit to that authority because if you've submitted to authority. See, the, uh, uh, Matthew 8, uh, the centurion said, he, he says, he says uh, come here, my servant. He said, well, yeah, I'll come to your house. Oh, no, 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 don't come to my house. No, no, I'm not worthy 
Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. I'm a man under authority and I have people under me. What did the centurion say? I'm a man what? Under authority. I'm submitted to authority and I have people submitted to me. I say go and they go and come and they come. Why? Because when I'm told to go, go and come, come, I don't question authority so people don't question my authority. He said, so I know how authority works. All you got to do is speak the word. I know the word is going to obey you because you obey God. I've been watching you. Everything you do, I'm not here to do my will, will of the Father. I'm not speaking my words, I'm speaking the Father's words. Jesus, we talking about here, right? So he says, I haven't found so great faith all in Israel. So sometimes people ain't listening to you because you don't submit to authority. As a leader, nobody's following you because you're not a follower. Why would someone follow you? That wouldn't be the fruit of the seed you sown. The, the fruit of the seed you sown would be people not wanting to follow you because you don't follow. People going to question you because you question everything. People going to be behind your back talking about you because you're behind your back talking about other people. So it's an indication of your fruit. Okay, all right. I'm just, it's just keeping it real. All right, so so uh, John nine twenty nine. I'm just give you some scriptures. John nine twenty nine, John five forty three, John nine twenty nine, John five forty three, John eight twenty eight, and Second Timothy four three. So 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 nine twenty nine is. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we know not where he is from. What, what they're saying is, we know God spoke to Moses. Moses is operating in authority. We could tell it came from God. This guy, we don't, we don't know what he's talking about. You see, people respected the authority because the fruit that came out was, oh, you, you, you're, you came out of the presence of God, not you came out of your head. You came out of yourself, you came out of your flesh, right? John 5, uh, 43, I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another shall come in his own name, i.e. by his own authority, you receive him. He said, no, 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 I came in my father's name. That means in my father's honor, in my father's authority. Not my own. <laughs> Jesus said that. Uh, John 8, 28, I do nothing on my own initiative or nothing of myself. And you might, some, some ask themselves, was it wrong for me to do something on my own initiative? Now, we're not talking about, like, if uh, Marcus is back there. Marcus, uh, uh, so Marcus has what the vision is. That's why I respect Marcus so much. Marcus wants to know what is the vision. And then he offers his expertise to enhance that vision. He's not trying to dictate to the vision or change the vision. So the things he does is, is okay, for example, we do video, and so in video they have what you call a lower third. So lower thirds is, the, uh, it might be, if I, if I read a scripture, it'll have the scripture at the bottom or Pastor Keith or uh, uh, Minister Sam or whatever, but that'll be, that's, that's, we add that. Right, that's a part of the editing. Well, I noticed something, Marcus, I pay attention. Uh, Marcus did something which is a great idea, and I wish I'd have thought of it, but he's added the, okay, Pastor Keith Bradley, 
but also a, a website that he, he did initiative to enhance the vision. But did I tell you to do that? Matter of fact, had you talked to me about it yet? Because I don't micromanage Marcus. If it's something that's going to change the vision, me and Marcus are going to have a conversation. Everybody in this building, we're going to have a conversation. If we see something is, because there's a thousand ways to do church, but there's only one Ares Christian Center Church way. And God just happened to give us the vision. So yes, it worked at the other church. We're not the other church. You see what I'm saying? So if something's going to dictate God's vision, we don't have a choice. It ain't our church. It's God's. You see what I'm saying? But what Marcus did didn't change that with the church. Now he took a chance. I'm like, Marcus, why'd you do that? Ain't nobody asked you to do that. But, I mean, Marcus do all types of stuff back there I, that enhances stuff. I, you know, it's just sweet. I, you know, they got, they, got, it's all, they got lights. They got all types of stuff back there. But this, one thing for sure, and that's why, unless he loses his mind, he'll be the first employee. Because one thing me and Pastor Mel ain't worried about, does Marcus care for the vision? Marcus, I ain't on a vision, and I on something else. First and foremost, Marcus trusts that God will give him and fulfill whatever he wants in his life because he's faithful in another man's. So that's why Marcus is in that position. And that's why coming soon to a church near you, Marcus will be employed. Right, so, 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 so is, this, is, is, is it wrong to do some things of your own initiative if it's, if it's coming against the vision? Nadab and Abihu in Numbers 3, 4. They died offering strange fire. Ain't nobody tell them to offer no strange fire. Right? That wasn't with the, with the vision. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they got out of the vision, did their own thing, and it cost them their life. Right? So 2 Timothy 4, 3. It says, for the time will come when they will not endure. I'm sorry. I should have let y'all get there. But I, I'm just, let's just, let me just read through it. Um, because we got so much stuff to hit today. Uh, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers. Or as Pastor Pastor Mel, that's your passage, the itchy ears and stuff like that, right? But but the but the that what what stood out for me that in that passage is it says they wouldn't endure, their time will come they won't endure sound doctrine. So that means sound doctrine takes endurance. Sound doctrine takes the ability to be unshakable. Because the more sound doctrine, the more solid doctrine you hear, the more it's going to get deep in you where it's going to challenge your worldview. It's going to tempt you. It's going it's going to it's going to touch your pride. It's going to humble you. Are you going to be able to deal with everything sound doctrine says? Like somebody starts talking about love, and they, if you start talking about kindness, and well, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm, the way I am, man, I just, you know, you know, I just want to do what's best for that person. Okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's a level. But now, as you start getting deep, deep in the doctrine, it, it expands love to chastisement, reproof, rebuke, speaking the truth in love. Uh oh, now you got to endure that and absorb that the same way you endure the part that's comfortable for you, you have to endure the part that's agonizing for you. All right? Yeah, I know that's kind of tough sometimes what it is. So, so you know, you know, Paul spent that time in 2 Timothy 4. Basically, what he was saying is 
growing in the kingdom is not a democracy. It's not everybody do what they want to do. You know, if you, if, if you read through the core values of the church, you know, uh, we're led by God. Right? Like, 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 yeah, so, so if you go through it, you know, you have Presbyterian, Episcopal, and all that stuff. Yeah, we have senior people that we consult with all the time, but they don't run the church. God does. People here have a voice, but that doesn't make the final decision. It's what God does. So we listen to everybody, but the people don't. No, this, this ain't the United States. The people don't run the church. Because we'd be all over the place. First of all, I'd be losing my hair, and eventually I will break down. Just with the people we have right now, if I did what everybody thinks we should do, we would, I, listen, I wouldn't be standing up here right now. I'm telling you this respectfully because as I've been growing and when you hear all this different stuff, you're like, whoa, like, like slow down. Clear your vision and then start offering things get that flesh out stop the lust then start talking about how you're gonna have a skewed view and be confident in what you're talking about you don't think that lust is affecting you it is i, I can say that with confidence because I don't, I don't i don't roll like that i don't live a lust life so, so before I receive information, before I communicate information, I got to make sure the signals ain't being crossed because I can, I can destroy lives. Some of you risking lives. I'm, I'm saying that respect. I, that, 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 I said it with a little edge, but it's not, I'm not being sarcastic. That is actually the truth. Some people are risking lives just, just for a moment of pleasure. Man, I can't do that. Lives are at stake. That's why God allowed me to pastor. Ah, I can trust that dude, man. I can trust him to lead the people. I, something that Robert uh, and his wife always say to us, uh, and I'd be listening, just in case y'all don't think I'd be paying attention. Thank you for your obedience. I don't be taking it lightly. It's encouraging that somebody's paying attention. Not so busy feeling entitled that they're not going, this dude's being obedient. I might not. Some of this stuff might be uncomfortable, but I get it. It probably t takes a lot. But he's, he's a coach. Uh, AD, he's, he's been a leader. He knows what, what it takes to lead people. And he knows you have people that think all different types of things. And that's the key. That's the key. It costs something. So, so again, as much as we wanted to be, uh, want everybody to be doing it, some people have are false apostles um, and disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. 2 Corinthians 11, 12 through 15. You please write it down and please study it out, read it through. I don't want to spend too much time with going over every reference for that. Yes, yeah, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, verses 12 through 15. And it's, it's uh, uh, something that the author said in the, uh, the making of the leader I thought was pretty big. He said, for the Christian leader, the call of God is the point of revelation the personal foundation for ministry. It's, it's, so the, the same is true for every Christian, though not every ministry requires as much time and energy as governmental ministry. That's what Pastor Mel and myself operate in as pastors, governmental ministry. Our first goal and identity as Christians is to know Christ and to serve his people. In this regard, much of your individual personal identity as a Christian comes from your calling and ministry from God. 
So what that means is when you spend that time with God and uh, I know there's a teaching coming up, I'm going to do it out of town first and then I'm going to do it here. Well, it's called God Moves. And the thing is, when you're moving with God, when you're in harmony with God, when you're uh, communion with, communing with God, everything you do comes out of revelation. Not feelings. Everything is out of revelation. So a lot of times we'll abort the revelation because of how we feel. <laughs> God can tell you what, you what you're supposed to be doing. You'll, you'll shut that down because you don't feel like doing it. Or you're uncomfortable with it. Or it wasn't lined up with the way you wanted to do things. Right? Yeah, so, so, so it's a, it's a, that's why we have to go through the, the layered learning so we really get this thing, that, this, this thing down. So if you give away your life to Christ and his church, you will discover what your purpose to do. If you give away your life to Christ and his church, you'll discover what you're supposed to do because it's weaved into your life in the community of God. So, yes, you may be a big-time business owner. You may be a big-time athlete. You may be big-time minister, evangelist. I don't know. could be movies and theaters. But those are platforms. They're not purposes. Big-time lawyer. Those are platforms, and, you, and, and, and those platforms can be make or break you depending on what your foundation is. So if your foundation is your revelation from God, you'll prosper in every platform he puts you on. It just seems like everywhere you go, you just, you, everything you touch turn to gold. But if you skip that and just ride the feeling of, I want to be special here, I want to look like this. Listen, and I'm going to tell you here, because uh, as we grow, we want to be more and more transparent with you guys. I know we're transparent, but, you know, we got to – and let, remember Jesus said, y'all can't handle everything right now. In some respects, and not because we, we think it, we know it. Some people can't handle certain things. But the reality is, man, we're not really into all the hype. If you're if you paying attention, you will recognize, we're not into all the hype. We'll listen to it. We won't even flinch. It'll look like it's real, a big deal to us. Not because we front, it was just like, okay, well, that's a big deal to them. I'll just let them ride that out. But it's not, that's not a big deal to us. The fruit is, though. We, just, we measure fruit. We fruit measures. That's it. And you'll see this next stage, the only people that, 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 that God is allowing us to promote to any level is the fruit producers. Not the, people, not, not the people that pump us up, not the people that jockey for a position. Listen, I appreciate it, and uh, it's not like we, we don't need it. I appreciate when people give us money and stuff like that, but that ain't it either. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it ain't it. <laughs> we ain't taking no bribes because it ain't our church. So it'd be like, you know, you're like, so I'm, not, I'm just using you because you didn't do it. But, but let's say, you know, you give me $1,000 tomorrow because you figure we're going to be closer. I'm going to receive you $1,000, and I'm going to spend it. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm not responsible to promote you. God is. But, I, but hey, but I, hey, well, good looking out, brother. <laughs> we got the hookup, you know. Like I'm getting paid for 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 God's job. Right. <laughs> so let me hold some. Um, is it so important that leaders know what their calling is or what it is not? 
We also need to know who our calling comes from because that is also going to be our source of authority. Where did your calling come from, right? Where did you see if your calling came from self, self will be your source of authority. Listen, it's important not just to know your, your levels of authority or if you, where did your calling come from? Self or God? Because if it came from self, that's where you, all your authority is from self and ain't nobody following you. Because you self-appointed. You in denial. People don't, fo- people don't follow me or Pastor Mel. They follow a God. I'm telling you right now. All these people come here from all over, the, all over the country, come visit. You know, they, ain't nobody following Keith. Ain't nobody care about Keith. Realistically, Keith ain't all that. Add the God piece. Only took me 90 days in any job I ever got to get a promotion. Not because Keith's sweet, because Keith ain't. Because of God. I'm telling you, it's the difference. It's the difference. So you keep cheating yourself. Listen, Pastor Mel is not with, with, with Keith Bradley. She's with the man of God. Remove God, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't be in Charlotte. We wouldn't be together. She wouldn't have went down that road, as you say. <laughs> Some tell me to go down that road, right? She wouldn't have went down that road. It's God. I'm telling you it's God. That's the, that's, that's, listen, remove God. We ain't, we ain't rolling. And in the relationship, it gets stagnant if I get stagnant with God. Then we'll start to argue. Then it get frustrated. Because the movies and all that stuff get old. I mean, the, we, we go to the movies. We, we went out to eat the other day. We go out to eat and stuff like that. Well, trust me, we went out to eat so us two people of God could be together. Remove God. We just sitting there looking at each other, acting like we together. Remember I told you you playing the, the role. You know, you play the role. Did you saw on TV? <laughs> you're so funny. Now, the whole time on the inside, you're like, can't wait till this meal get over. But you on the outside, you're like, well, because I got to play the role. Oh, this is a nice restaurant. It don't make you feel no better if the person ain't loving you, if the person don't care about you, if the person ain't, you ain't essential. The restaurant don't make you feel no better. The beach don't make you feel no better. You can lie to yourself all you want. It don't make you feel no better. But if you in love, you, no. Really, you just picked the location. You made the vacation. Remove God. I guarantee you'd be like, so what's the hype? Okay, unless, you, unless you're still in denial. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I'm just not. I've gone to plenty of places that's supposed to be all this and all that. I was like, okay. I have to ask my wife. First thing, babe, what's the hype? Oh, you ain't sending me nowhere just because everybody else says it's sweet. And I'm going to be like, oh, this sweet. It's special. It's really special. I ain't never seen nothing like this before. No, I'm looking at exactly what it is. Babe, I said, because when we bought our house, the house that we're selling, vacations start changing. So we went, because our bedroom is huge, just like an apartment. So we was going on vacations, because uh, 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 the church would go on leadership stuff. We stay in a big-time hotel. I was like, babe, we in this little tiny room. And they, they asked for all this money. I said, basically, we're we in a little box room with a nice-looking bed and stuff like that. And a small TV, it ain't that big, it ain't bigger than mine. I'm like, what's the hype? 
I said, babe, like, it's getting to a point where the house is better than the vacations. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just want just, just <sighs> yeah. Stay focused, Keith Bradley. Stay focused. All right. Uh, Carlin, I said that. Uh, there are three ways a person can be appointed to office. Three ways you can be promoted to a particular level. Um, and you can attach this to whether it's I want to be captain or whatever. You know, there's, there's, there's all right, this is, the, this is one of the worst ways. Self-appointment. So a self-appointed leader takes upon himself the authority and responsibility of spiritual office in which he has not been divinely called. Self-appoint the self-appointed having assumed a position or a role without the endorsement of others. That's the dictionary defini definition of self-appointed. And we talked about this the other week. That person leans to their own understanding. The scripture says, watch out lest he fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Proverbs 16, 8. Pride comes before the fall. That self-appointed leader is always looking over their shoulder. Always. Because they, 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 they wonder if they're going to be found out. And they be snapping on you. You ever see like people that like put themselves in position? They be getting all uh, snapping and stuff like that. Why are you snapping? See, you operate businesses. So I'll give you an example. So I was at a, uh, uh, I was at a particular job in ministry. And I know this is on, on, on film. I'm not going to say the name. But if you figure out who it is, I'm the only telling the truth. So the person was hyped up. But, you know, they probably padded their stats. Y'all know what I mean by padding stats, right? Y'all know what I mean by padding stats? Okay, so padding stats, we, we take that from athletics. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like they're not true numbers. So let's say... Let's say you, uh, you, you, you worked at a job, you was over 10 employees, but you put it on there and you was over 100. You just padded your stats. Or let's say you really, uh, you worked at the job and you really taught, uh, um, you taught babies how to walk. But you, you put on there, you're a great teacher, right? You just padded your stats. And so, so this person came in, padded stats, and so the leader said, hey, uh, this person, they worked for this person, they worked for that. So let's say they worked for a big time person and they were, uh, you thought they were, uh, what do you call it, executive officer over such and such, but they really just did their schedule, <laughs> right? That's just, that's just patent stats. So, but if you tell me you have credentials, I'm gonna deal with you based on the credentials first. You gotta prove me you can't do it, right? I'm gonna take you just the way you, you say. I've always been taught that. So what I did was this person now, I actually had more experience than this particular person, but no problem. I, listen, I'm good. I'm, one thing about me, I'm not insecure. So I was like, okay, if this is the person they sweeter, I let them do it. So I knew what to do, but I was like, hey, so how do you think we should handle it? And the person was like, well, what, what, what do you think? They start getting all worked up. I said, no, 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 what I'm asking you is, how do you want us to carry this out? What, no, what, so what you trying to say? I'm trying to say, how do you want us to do it? In this area, this is your lane. You have the expertise. We were told that you were the expert. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bleed over into your re responsibility. You got, you got, all you gotta do is tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. But you know why the person was being defensive? 
They ain't know what to do. Instead of saying, hey, listen, I was happy I got the job. Hey, 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 hey. Could you help me? Because I'm the type of person, even if it helps you to get promoted, I'm going to help. I've been that. Listen, that ain't just ministry. I've been that way my entire life. Because I don't lose. Nobody can do what I do. I can't do what nobody else does. I know this. So if I help Jamal and Jamal gets promoted, I don't lose. I probably set myself up for if he goes too far high, you know, he's going to hire me or something. You know what I'm saying? I ain't stupid. <laughs> right? So, so that person was defensive because they were hiding. They were looking over their shoulder. They was like, hope nobody find out. Hope nobody find out. And then I happened to be the person to be asking questions. Right? That's dangerous, man. That's, dang that's, that's self-appointed. That's pride. And so I'm not going to get into it, but that's what happened when Cora and them uh, sparked that rebellion. Remember uh, with, uh, with Moses? Like, look, look, look. Moses was the, who was the leader? We already know it's Moses, right? Moses just went away. But because Moses went away didn't mean he still wasn't a leader. Where did he go away to? He went away to talk to the authority to make sure he had the actual vision for them. Moses wasn't leading those people just to have a band of people following him to say, yo, I got all these million people following me. Moses was being obedient. He was a man of God being obedient to whose vision? God's vision. And so Moses went to check with God, the authority. Corey and them decide, man, man, we don't know when that dude coming back. Let us, hey, let us make us gods and we'll follow them out of Israel. That's, first of all, that makes no sense. You're making it. Then they persuaded Aaron, and this is what happens in churches and stuff like that. Yo, Aaron, I know that's your boy and everything, and you rolling with him. But see, they, 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 wanted to, they wanted to discredit all authority. Aaron was the right-hand man. They wanted to get in his head, too. So they had him making golden calves. And then after they made it, this is, this is the God that brought us out of Israel. No, it's not. You just made it. You just made the thing. I mean, I, I keep stopping there because that always intrigued me when I read through that story. Like, like this, is what, this is what happens in life. It's obvious. I don't know if this is a word, buffoonery. It's obvious. But everybody rolling with it. Everybody just rolling with it. Like, no, everybody sees it too. But because somebody's more boisterous, I ain't gonna say nothing. You gonna say something? I know. I know. We just made the calf, but hey, you know, let's just roll with, man. Maybe something to happen. We don't know. Moses ain't back yet. <laughs> it makes no sense. All right. So, so, Second Timothy two. Second Timothy two. We're gonna get deeper into this, but I wanted to, to wet our whistle because we are uh, we're cheating ourselves, and not and we're not we're not cheating ourselves because we want to or because we some evil people, sometimes we just don't know. My people perish for lack of knowledge, right? Sometimes we just don't know. So, 2 Timothy 2.10. It says, but chiefly them that walk, it says, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, authority. 2 Peter 2, verse, that's what I said? 
Since there's more than one of y'all, then I know I said it. Second Peter, I'm sorry. I apologize. Second Peter 2, verse 10. It says, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government or authority. It says, presumptuous are they. That word presumptuous means overconfident. Self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Uh, it says, whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not really accusation against, against them before the Lord. But these are natural brute beasts made to be taken uh, and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, speak evil of the things they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. So this is saying like, okay, so to, oh, first of all, to get to leadership, you submit to authority, you have authority. So, so you have to be faithful in another man's God will give you your own authority, right? And the saying is you have people that are get overconfident and presumptuous, and they, they think it's no big deal to be, think, to be speaking evil of God's appointed leadership. Like, like no reverence. You know, behind the scenes, backbiting, it says, it says even angels know better than that. Angels don't do that. Like, I guarantee you, we do all types of foolish stuff. The angels be like, man, just roll with it, man. I just, <laughs> we got we, yeah, we to serve them. We, maybe we can help them out of it. <laughs> but they don't be like, man, man, dude, stupid, man. They, they, angels don't even do that. And they're at a higher, the higher level. It says, it says people do that, they're going to perish in their own corruption. Right? And, and a lot of times that's, the corruption has levels. Right? And so some of that corruption starts, think about how you feel when you're not in place, when you're not on your platform, when you're not doing, like, like, like okay, so, so you want to be in the NFL, right? You mean, act like you, act like you want to be in the NFL, brother. I mean, it's a little more, you know, say it with your chest, <laughs> right? So you want to be in the NFL. So you want to be in the NBA, right? Come on, man. Look, 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 see, look, I'm not sure if y'all want to now. You know, like, uh, well, you know, it just seems when I do the God Moves teaching, y'all better get that because that's going to, that's, listen, because you're going to see what maybe the struggle is. Yeah, yeah, y'all got to, you got to see it, man. You got to see it to be it, all right? And if you see it, nothing can stop you. But anyway, that's, yeah, no God Moves there. I just give you, you know, just, you know how you do a trailer? We just do a little trailer. <laughs> Right, so, so, man, what was I talking about before that? Oh, what I was saying, what was I talking about? I know I asked you if you wanted to be here, but why did I ask? Corruption, levels of corruption. Oh, levels of corruption. Right, so, so, you want to, oh, man, I had it too. I was rolling. I came down there. <laughs> I was rolling. It's your fault, man. You should have just answered the question the right way, man. All right, hold on, hold on. What I said, they, they, they're corrupted, right? And there's levels of, ah, got it, I got it. There's levels, levels of corruption. So I said, if you're not in the NFL, this is actually, I see, I got it, I came back, I'm back. Right, so if you're not in the NFL, and let's say some of your friends go to the NFL, how you gonna feel? I oh, know, you're gonna be more than hurt, brother. 
and you had an opportunity and people were telling you what to do. They, they told you when you was in high school what to do with your grades so you can go to a top Division I school and not just any school, but you blew it off. Right? They told you what to do when you got to college so you could make sure you were in position, you wouldn't be ineligible, and you would have the opportunity to be drafted. But you, let's say you blew all that off, and your friends didn't, and you're better than them. Right. Ten times. How you going to feel then, brother? <laughs> well, all you got to do is go around here. See some of these people lay, laying out downtown, just go interview them. See some of these people that look sad and mad working at the gas station. And you can ask them, what were they supposed to be? And who did they not listen to? And I'm saying that to say, wouldn't that be a level of corruption? Wouldn't you be broken down just a little bit? And wouldn't you start to spiral? I mean, I don't want to mention it because I think it's sad. But, but I just saw something just recently, somebody, I, I was shocked the person did it, but this person was at the highest level. He was where you want to wanna go. Oh, yeah. I don't, don't say no names or nothing like that. <laughs> but, but I can see, you know, when things start not happening your way, yeah. I know people. I know people that were the number one, like I, I know two people, two different states. At one time in their life, they were the number one player in the country. Didn't do some things they're supposed to do. And, and, and I'm talking about when they were your age, people just let them do whatever they want to do. You know, they like were talking about uh, the guy, Kawhi, they were saying he could eat what he want to eat. These, these people was in high school, and they, they can go wherever they want to do whatever they want to do. When they didn't do what they were supposed to do to get to where they're supposed to go, everybody turned their back on them. When I met them, they were struggling with all types of stuff drugs and all types of things. Wouldn't that be a form of corruption? Eventually ends up in the ultimate corruption, don't it? Right? See, so, so, so we need to do what we need to do. All right, that's, that was my point. All right, so the thing is, um, the reason, this, this says that, that, that people that, are, that, that, that don't know how to flow with, with authority and stuff like that are overconfident. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, and this is not intentional, it's not conscious, it's probably uh, a lot of times subconscious. That's why leaders are rubbed the wrong way sometimes when, when, when those type of people flatter them or hype them. A, a true leader doesn't respond to flattery and hype. But if you're used to everybody going for your flattery, hype, and your, you know, uh, your, your, your eloquent words, you're going to get offended. You're going to think they don't like you because you hinge if you're liked or not based on people responding to you or cheerleading them. Not if you're liked or not based on who you are. If you valued who you were, you would know who wouldn't like you. But if you just value what you do, you're going to think people don't like you if they don't respond to you the way everybody else has. But a solid leader don't respond to hype. They respond to heart. See, that's what I'm saying. We got to grow up. We got to understand how God does things. God don't even respond to hype. He responds to heart. Man looks on the outward appearance. He looks on the heart. Look, Jesse brought all his hyped up sons to, to be anointed. Then none of them get anointed. And then, then, then Samuel was told by God, 
See, see, y'all look on outward appearance. He said, man, I don't look on outward appearance. I look on the heart. Find the person with the heart to be king, not with the hype to be king. So we do all these hype things. Look, we jockey for position. We stand around. We pump people up. We do good deeds and all these things. But what's our motive? If, if we're hyping folk up, not no solid leader going to promote you. And even if you get a promotion from the person that's not a solid leader, it ain't true. It ain't legit. You bribed yourself. You bribed the promotion. You, see, see, again, you're not weaved through the tapestry. You're that thread on the surface. Soon as under pressure, you the first person is going to be pulled away, blown away, shooken away, thrown away. <laughs> right? See, see, the thing is, we could be right in front of our promotion, but be thirsting for man's approval and get blinded from it. We could be right standing right in front of our promotion, but we'd be so busy trying to pump man up for approval, jockey for position, bribe somebody, hustle somebody, we'll, we'll, we'll blow it. Be right in front of us. Because we, see, as soon as you see your promotion, get your heart right. Not your hype right. Soon as you see, hey, hey, if it look like you're getting close, whoa, whoa. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. I, hey, look, I just gave you, I'm going to give you an intangible, a secret, a Pastor Keith secret to promotion. Anytime I'm getting close, I get, I get, I get in this word at a whole nother level. If I come here and the Lord used me to preach a powerful word and signs and wonders start flowing, the power start moving, you know what I do when I go home? Get in the word. Ask her. That's a witness right there. Especially, you know, again, I, I, I watch athletes and stuff like that, and, and I've had, I've interviewed some, and um, especially top level athletes, I listen to them. And I watch after the championship is when they work the hardest. I know some people here after the championship, they ain't working ever. I know great people, after the $60 million contract, they work harder. The weak person, after the $60 million, they done. Not knowing, I know somebody got $60 million right now and they could have three hundred dollars If they would have kept working. But, they, but that, nobody was getting that back then. They got overconfidence, lost everything, and now they're consuming that money. I'm sure they got, they got some investments and stuff like that. But right now, I guarantee you, this year, last year, they probably would have signed for $200 million. All I had to do was keep working, stay focused. They would have TV shows. <laughs> All right, so God's promotion, and I'll end here because we can't be here all night. So God's promotion is facilitated through resurrection. God's promotion is facilitated through resurrection. That's why I said God looks at the heart. And so what it means by that is a number 17.5. Now, interesting enough, sweetheart, so I just got to get interview, interview for you for one second for this point. So you guys had an Ark of the Covenant in the Holies of Holies, correct? Uh, what was inside? The Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. The Word, right? Right? The bowl of manna. The bowl of manna, right? Something that came from God to nourish you, Right? Had to, they had to put it on God to, to nourish, right? And they carried Aaron's rod. 
But, oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. What was that last one? And they carried Aaron's rod. So they carried Aaron's rod. Now, what's so significant about Aaron's rod is it's representing authority. And let me tell you why. Because when they decided how they were going to select, they grabbed all these rods, right? Twelve of them. But the one that budded, no, it wasn't planted. It wasn't watered. Overnight budded, that's who, the, that's who they chose, right? To, to, uh, to, to, blooded, blossom, and produce fruit. That, that's representing resurrection. But resurrection from God. There's nothing they could do. There's no hype, no hustle they could do to get it to bud, blossom, and produce fruit. Nothing, they couldn't put their hands on it. That was establishing power, authority, and how you're promoted. You're selected by God, and it's from resurrection. Number 17.5 is, 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 is uh, number 17, but 17.5 is, uh, will help you. So man's promotion is not through hustle, posturing, or manipulation. Promotion doesn't come from the east, west, and north, and the south. It comes from above. comes from God. Don't come from Pastor Keith, huh? Oh. Yes, 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 ma'am. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, we'll have to go back. I had to go back and look at it. I'm not sure. I, I just started flowing. So, 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 so just work. It's, it's in there. Work with me. <laughs> All right. Next week, I had a specific. I gave number one, two, or three. I just kind of took off. I took a flight. <laughs> right? Yeah. So promotion comes from, the promotion comes from God. And, and this is the thing. It's, 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 it's um, if we, going back to Pastor Mal, when she said, when they was like, how did these men of God come up here, basically either preach false doctrine or, or they're basically hiding something. Uh, and she says, well, I don't think they, they ever believed. And the thing is, I guarantee you, if you talk to that person and, and, some, and you told them, I don't think you believed, they would get offended. I'm a man of God. I, I've been doing this. They'll tell you all. They'll tell, they'll tell you how long they've been pastoring. They'll tell you how many books they wrote. They'll tell you how long they've been on TV. But that ain't that. That don't gauge if you believe. When you see God in all that you do, gauges if you believe. Publicly and privately. And that was her point. If they saw God, they wouldn't do some of the things they were doing. But not only that, that's why promotion comes from God, because you got to believe to be promoted. And, and you can tell people that don't, get, that don't believe God. They, they've been hustling their whole life, delaying their promotions. Posturing their whole life, always posturing, always in somebody's ear, always jockeying for position, subtly manipulating at every level of their life, always patting their stats. They don't believe God. And the thing is, God was telling me, he says, man, I really, Keith, I really want to promote my people. And I sent a lot of my people to heirs for promotion in their level of life. So, so it's going to look different from different people. He says, but you got to give them this information. Because if they don't get this information, even, even if I give them a, a taste of, of, a, of stage one, 
they're going to get so caught up there, they'll never get to where I want them to go. And they've been cheating themselves, blaming other people. And I'll tell you this, there's a requirement, recommended daily allowance, whatever you want to call it, there's a requirement for what God has purposed you to do. So let's say you've been in a funk or you've been in the cloud the last, oh, <laughs> we'll just say 10 or 12 years or so, right? Yeah, well, I'm being, you know, we'll, we'll use 10 or 12 for right now. So let's say you wake up out of that cloud. Well, you're at a particular age, right? And let's say you recognize what you're supposed to do and stuff like that. Well, this, this is, it's understandable there'll be a sense of urgency. You've, oh man, I, I feel like I'm behind. You know, I mean, that's just normal, right? But whether you feel anything has nothing to do with what you need to do to get the promotion. You see what I'm saying? That the, like, whatever was waiting for you when you, when you got clouded is waiting for you when you come up out of the cloud. And don't, there's no way around it. But there's something in our mind that says, I feel, I use me. I don't have to use nobody else in here. I use me. When I've got serious about God, I was supposed to be serious about God from the first time uh, Amanda and Joseph, Joseph and Amanda Taylor got that little boy up in Newark, New Jersey and said, go on down to the Sunday school to Good Neighbor Baptist Church. From that first time I was sent to Good Neighbor Baptist Church, I was supposed to be locked in and never stop. Then God tried something else. Uh, uh, one of the, uh, Keith Elam, I give Keith some props. Since hanging out with Keith, uh, I play basketball, so they play basketball at their church, so I went to the church to play basketball. So I'm around the church all the time. Actually, the first time I sang, I sang with them, uh, we walked this way by faith, leaning on the Lord. <laughs> right, right? So I remember that, right? So what I was supposed to get, had an opportunity to get locked in there. Then I was in Newark and I was going to visit this guy who used to play with ice, you know. Uh, actually, uh, Pastor Daryl Merritt. I'll give you your props too. So I go visit his church and came to the altar, broke down crying. Now I thought it was kind of weird because they was like, do you love Jesus? I'm like, yeah. Okay, good. And the next thing I'm at the altar. I was like, no, I didn't say I want to come up here. I just said, I like Jesus. Too. I ain't against him. <laughs> right? But that was another opportunity. College, to just go to the chapel because the young lady was going to the chapel. So I went to the chapel, you know. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I go with you to chapel. I mean, I ain't against God, you know, until they start raising your hand for people to get serious. I was like, okay, you got to figure out a way out of this. I was supposed to get locked in there. Then finally, in upstate New York, I got locked in in the 80s. Finally got locked in. But I was supposed to be locked in a, whole, a long time ago. But I was locked in to a point based on what I was exposed to. Then I moved to Ohio and I get locked in to another level. Now I'm serious about church. So then I moved to another church and I started learning the word. Like, so now when I started learning the word, oh, we had a uh, five-fold ministry class. And it was talking about uh, this guy uh, at uh, Dr. Fred Bryce, Price Church that was in, uh, he's at church 17 years and then they sent him out and he started his own ministry. But I remember sitting there going, 17 years is a long time. Probably won't take me that long though. Because I done been through a lot. Look, look, I came out my cloud. I had been through a lot. I'm serious about God. I hear a standard of 17 years and going, there is no way God would take me through 17 years and I'm already 30-something at that point. No, by the time, by the time, see, that was Lakeview. So you moved to Lakeview in 93. That, that might have been like, 
Well, I'm going to the five formation class. I was called. So, so I don't know. That, I don't know. That's not, That's early nineties. Yeah, 92, 93, whatever it was. And 17 years? I'm like, man, 17 years? No way. No way. I done been through a lot. As I started to grow, God said, what you went through, I ain't had nothing to do with it. Wow. That, that was your doing. You can't grandfather that into my process. You, you got to go through what you go through. I, wasn't at, I didn't go through a 17-year process. I went through an 18-year process. Now, now, if you'd have told me at the time, well, it's going to take you 18 years, I would have probably bailed out of the process. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I mean, oh, 18? Now, well, sign me up for something else. Like, I'll just stay with this basketball thing. See, but, but, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't, if it might have been 18 years, it was worth every year. It was worth every year. Everybody's not going to have to go through an 18-year process, but you got to go through yours. And you got to stop trying to keep defaulting back to the path of least resistance in your feelings and, and do what God has for you. Otherwise, you're not, listen, you're not going to be happy like I use him for the NFL. You're not going to be happy if you're not on your platform doing what you purpose to do. Keep trying to, you can dance around and keep doing this. One guy, I'll give this last example. Um, he was, uh, I was over our ministers and our deacons. Uh, hope you don't mind me saying this, sir. But he, uh, what he, what he, uh, so we had, a, uh, we had a training track and we had a training center. Training center was your school. Training track, you had to go through different things to learn what ministry was really about. And so he wouldn't do this, he didn't, he didn't do this assignment, so he came in, he, he wasn't ordained. I couldn't recommend him for ordination because he hadn't completed the assignments, even though he had went to the school. I don't even think he finished the school. He didn't finish the school either. So he came in, I don't understand, because he had been there for a while. Uh, he's a good guy. He, he worked in prison ministry for a long time. time I, I'm, I'm making it a little obvious. Well, not obvious, because a lot of people work in prison ministry. So, so we was talking, and I, and I told you all the story before I, I showed the, the chart. I said, well, you haven't completed the assignments. But, I, but see, one thing about me, I'm going to be real with you. I said, listen, man. I said, when he was a businessman, too, and he was very good at it. I said, when business is rolling, you're distracted from ministry. When, you're, when, you're, when it's off season, you're involved in ministry. That's not gonna work. Like you're never gonna get to your calling going back and forth. You gotta lock in and be obedient to what God told you to do. I just thought I slipped that in, I don't know why. <laughs> All right, well, that's all for tonight. We, we, we'll stop there.